Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our scripture reads, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Now, if Jesus was like me, he could have gotten frustrated. And he could have said, what, you have been with me this long and you still don't know how to pray? But he didn't answer them this way. He answered them with tender care. And this may be a relief for some of us who have been Christians all of our lives and aren't really sure what we are doing when it comes to prayer. Jesus answered his disciples saying, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive anyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now this seems simple and we all knew that. But isn't there more to it than that, we might be thinking? Some teachers may lead us to believe that the Lord's Prayer is just a starting point, and after that, we need to pray from the heart. Or we might have heard some people pray before a meal or at some special event, and we think to ourselves, wow, that person really knows how to talk to God. He or she must be really spiritual. I wish I could pray like that. People who make you think this way are teaching falsely. First of all, out of the heart of man is nothing, there is nothing good that springs up. Jesus said, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander, And he says, apart from Jesus, or I say, apart from Jesus, simply put, there is no good in us. If we did not have the forgiveness that Jesus affords us by his death and resurrection, then our inclination towards God is only fear. That is why we constantly need to be drawn back to God through his Son. Our own words do not do it, but it is God's word, which includes the Lord's Prayer. By praying the Lord's Prayer, you and I are actually praying God's word back to him. Do you ever notice that after you pray, you usually say, or if you hear people praying, they usually end with, in Jesus' name. Or through Jesus. We do not do this when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Why? These are Jesus' words. We're not only praying through Jesus, we're praying Jesus' words. And Jesus tells us that we are to call him our Father. The interesting thing is, usually when we talk about Why do we say our Father? 
We usually say because he's not just my father, he's my neighbor's father. We say the churches. But you know who first said this? Jesus told his disciples, you're to say our father. In other words, my father, Jesus is saying, is your father. He laid down his life for his friends. And in baptism, you, God clothed you with Christ himself. His words are our words. His father is our father. And by these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children. If you ever doubt that, think back to your baptism. It says that he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by our works, no, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. We are heirs of the Heavenly Father Why? Because he saved us through that washing. So as God's children, we might want to know how does God treat his children? Jesus continues teaching. He says, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me. And I have nothing to set before him. Then Jesus goes on that the one inside answers, hypothetically, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. But Jesus notes that the friend would. And, And he says, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he's a friend... Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Do you ever think like you're bothering God when you pray? I've heard some people say, he has so much to watch over. Does he really care about who I marry? Or does he really care about what my, like if I get a raise or not, or any of these types of things? Jesus is saying, even if he didn't care, he'd listen because you were bold. He says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers, if your sons asks for a fish will give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, and that's what we are apart from Christ, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
Jesus lets us know that God does not ignore our pleas, even if we think of, even if we think He does. He's like even go on the basis of your sinful neighbor. He's going to hear you if you're knocking at his door in the middle of the night. When we say, our Father, he hears. Now you might be thinking right now, I've asked and I haven't received. I've sought and I haven't found. I've knocked and the door was slammed back in my face. God does not give me what I need. I needed this I needed this promotion in order to take care of my family. I needed this good grade in order to pass the class. You may not have said these sentences out loud, but we've all thought it. And we can relate, for we've all begged and pleaded and even reminded God Lord, you said that everyone who asks receives. You told me that if I sought, I would find. I'm holding you at your word, and I better be receiving. I remember, well, this happens all the time, so you don't need to use a personal example, but we've all had sick family members or sick people that we love. And we pray day in and day out that God would heal them. And we've all had people that we love die. It doesn't seem like God's listening when they have to die. And sometimes we pray, Lord, just don't let them suffer. And what happens? They go through the worst suffering that we've ever seen. Let's take a closer look at Jesus' description of the Father and how he answers our prayers. Verse 13 that we read once again says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? After hearing that, you might think, Yeah, my parents have given good gifts to me. Or if you're a parent, you may be thinking, I gave my parents more than I ever had. Or I gave my my children more than my parents ever gave me. But as parents, there are certain things that we would never give our kids, no matter how much they asked for them. Now, this example is not to make any parent look bad that has given their child this particular gift. But when I was a kid, I always wanted a motorcycle. Bad. I would beg and plead with my parents for a motorcycle, and I even remember setting up a long list of reasons that it would be really good for my parents to do this. I came into the living room one day, and... I made the long list. I said, Mom and Dad, this would really help me be more helpful around the farm. And you'd no longer have to drive me from places that I could get to on dirt roads. I could take things to you from the that when you're out in the field, this is really a good deal. And I wanted my parents to believe that this motorcycle 
was the best thing in the world, not just for me, but really for all of us. With, this, with these convincing arguments, my parents decided to give me a dirt bike. Well, it was a huffy pedal dirt bike. <laughs> I was not happy. Jesus said, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? And if I was standing there with my dad, as Jesus was telling us this, I probably said, Dad, you should raise your hand. I asked for a beautiful fish of a motorcycle, and you gave me a snake of a pedal bike. Well, my parents gave me a pedal bike because they loved me. My mom and dad had a friend who died in a motorcycle accident. My dad actually saw the accident site with his friend dead. It was not pretty. When they thought of me on a motorcycle at the age of 10, they could only see negative consequences. Plus, they knew that their son was not the most coordinated person in the world. What I did not realize is that I wanted something that could potentially be harmful for me. And my parents were reacting out of my request, out of love. But I did not see it that way. I thought my parents were being cruel, mean, and yes, even vindictive. I cried before them, right there. I did. I got down and I bawled. I thought that when I left the room crying, that they would start laughing. Ha ha ha, we showed him. I know better now. The point is, is that sometimes when we stray from praying God's word back to him, we start asking for scorpions instead of eggs. We start asking for snakes instead of fish. Now we might look at this and we might say, but how can saving my loved one be a bad thing? As a 10-year-old, talking to my parents, I could not see any other will other than my will. And it hurt me when I didn't get it. As a 40-year-old, talking to an infinite God, I think now I'm much wiser and I know what's best. But before God... I'm still that 10-year-old boy. I'm still his child. And he's still my heavenly father. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he did not give them the words to pray for no reason. When we are left on our own wills, we sometimes ask for things that are not of Jesus. That is why Jesus gives us his word to pray. Jesus even struggled with this. On the night he was betrayed, three times he said, Father, if there is any way possible, take this cup from me. It was too much 
and he sweat, he cried. He was heartbroken. At the end of each request, he prayed a petition of the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. We have the Lord's Prayer, which means we have Jesus' words. We have Jesus' prayer. And even when we are at the threshold of suffering, or the suffering of someone we love, we pray our will, and we say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I want to notice one last thing, the one thing that he will never deny because it is his will. And if you look at the first three petitions of the Lord's Prayer, they all have to do with this. He will never deny the Holy Spirit for those who ask. That's the one thing that he promised here. He said, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Holy Spirit, apart from him, it is impossible to call Jesus Lord, which means it's impossible to get into heaven without the Holy Spirit. He will never deny anyone that prayer. He washes you in the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a prayer that is always answered yes. I'd encourage you to dust off your old catechism and look at the, at the third chief part once again, the Lord's Prayer. You can go through each section of the Lord's Prayer, each petition, and you can say multiple prayers off of all of them. The one we spend the most time is usually daily bread. That's the cares and needs of the body. But look how Jesus sets it up. The first three prayers, petitions, all have to do with something that he will never deny you. The Holy Spirit coming to us in the word and the sacrament. Making us a part of the body of Christ. Use the small catechism. One of the tools that God has supplied us for his church Use it during the week because sometimes it's a long time from Sunday to Sunday. I know that if I'm not in a prayer routine, I can totally be unaware of the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I can get carried away by the stresses of the world. But if we are in Christ and pray the words of a true son, our true father will be faithful And he will give us the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, it grants us the true peace that comes from being a child of God, no matter what the circumstance. As Jesus was dying, he was suffering. But he had the peace and the wherewithal that even though he was suffering, he cared for the needs of those who were around him. 
Even his enemies, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. For his loved ones, his mother, John, he provided for them in his last breaths. May the peace of God guard you in all of your suffering. And may that be the peace that surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen. We stand together as we confess the Apostles' Creed, found on page 159.